What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Amen. Every time I see that title, No Surrender, that's what we're about. How many believers we got in the house tonight? Oh, that was weak. I'm just going to say that. All right. Let's try that again. How many believers we got in the house? All right. So if you're a believer then you believe in no surrender. When the devil comes up with the schemes like the video talked about, we don't fall for that baloney. We move on with what God's got. And we're going to keep seeing the kingdom prosper and keep seeing it go further. Woo, tonight we're going to be talking. Let me go ahead and enter, uh, thank those of you tuning online right now this evening. My name is Trenton Cruz, lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri. We're so glad that you tuned with us the evening, this evening, and we pray that you receive something from this. But what we want to do is invite you to come and join us live on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri, 63755. Same address Sunday mornings at 1030 with our Joy Church family. And God's been up to some big things. And if you ain't been in church, that's why you don't know what I'm talking about. Because God's up to some stuff. Wow. Whew, what was it Brett talked about? We talked on Let's Talk. He was talking about, you know, 10 minutes, 5 minutes of CNN will ruin your whole week. But 5 minutes with God will bless you for a long time, right? I think he said a week. So uh, <laughs> remember that whenever you're out there and you're praying. The news is not where you get your information. You get it from God, who is speaking right now through his prophets all over the place. I'm just saying revival is breaking out in America. We're seeing lives change. People come to the Lord, entire gangs. See, I'm a little hoarse. I had first graders today, so... I had to talk a little louder so they'd hear me. But uh, so I'm a little hoarse. It ain't nothing. I'm not sick. Uh, I'm just hoarse. So, uh, but uh, just, so, just in case we get that out of the way. That's why that squeak was in there. All right. But you need to understand something. I just liked, uh, you know, John gave me a number tonight, but Mario Murillo, I've heard the big things happening in New York right now. And he said, what, 3,000 Sunday at the opening night in a tent that holds 2,000, right? Or 2,500 or something. And these people were standing in the rain. You didn't hear me. These people were standing in the rain. Because when God's moving, inclement weather doesn't stop you from getting to where God's at. Wow. Whew, I don't know where to go. I'm going to have to get on the subject. Okay, tonight's topic. Now, I debated whether this is going to be the one I wrap it up with. And just do a single thing all by itself next week. So I'm still praying about that. So this could be the last no surrender. And it may be just an individual one next week. I already know what I'm talking about next week. But tonight's topic is trust. Where's your trust? 
Is it in God or the world? That's probably the nicest way to say that. Is it in God or man? Mm. That's the right answer. God. But some people are trusting man more than they're trusting God. That's just a reality we live in. (laughs) And I'm not going to say that loud. But actually, that's in our corner, (laughs) the real stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, Ephesians chapter 6. We better get on to the scriptures. We're going to get sidetracked again. We're going to talk about trust tonight. Where's your trust lie? Is it in God when the world looks like it's falling apart around you? We're going to trust God. Or is it in you think the government's going to fix it? Or man? Nah. (laughs) God's been handling this thing for years. (laughs) We ain't going to go anywhere further with that. Better stop. All right, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord. This is our key passage for this entire series. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And how many of y'all been seeing the schemes he's been up to lately? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of what? Evil in the heavenly realms. That person that made you so mad, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, remember this, it ain't them, to use a slang word, ain't. I know, I got it. Grammar's off. It's not them, for those of you that need me to say it right. It's not them. It's the spirit that's using them. Whether they realize it or not, you got a master. It's either God and Jesus What's the other option? The enemy. The devil. It's black and white. Meaning, there's no other way around it. There's no gray areas for you to maneuver in. You're either saved or you're not. You either know Jesus as your Savior or you don't. There's only two types of people in this world. It's not a race. It's not an ethnic group. It's not a tribe. There's the saved and the unsaved. And the saved, if they're doing their job, should be trying to reach the unsaved. We don't expect the unsaved to act like believers. We expect them to act like the heathens they are. All right? The church, however... If you're claiming you're a believer, you're claiming you're a Christian, it's one thing to confess it with your mouth. But what's really going on in your heart, in your soul? You can say all you... I've seen people here just recently saying stuff with their lips, but there's no basis of it. There's no truth. There's no root to it. They just think if I tell the believers this, it'll sound good, right? Little do they know... That a believer, a true believer, should have a gift of discernment to some extent. 
whether that's your main gift or not, you should be able to discern between the spirits. How do we do that? You get to know God. Wow, I'm still on the key verse. Hold up. I got to go back to this. So it's not against man. It's against all the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Verse 13 says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, like today, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Watching Flashpoint last night. And they were talking about the fact that the whole purpose, we know it's a mess at the border. It don't matter if the news is talking about it or not. We know it's a mess. We know there's all kinds of other messes out here. Those messes are to distract you and make you feel overwhelmed. Because if you feel overwhelmed, you're not going to be able to do God any good because then you're living in the spirit of fear. And we're going to talk about that verse tonight, so I won't say it yet. God has not given us. Okay, I better hold up. That's coming. What I found surprising is as I was writing this message, and it was just getting downloaded to me as I was going. Everything we've been saying this summer, for the whole summer, the different things we've been saying, the majority of it is about to get summed up in one night. You're going to hear words you've been hearing me say all summer, hearing Ed say all summer. It wasn't because I was copying, copying, but the Spirit was just downloading this stuff to me. And I'm trying to keep up writing. All these things are coming back to me that's been being said all summer long. We're going to be in Judges chapter 7. Because we've got to get to the text. I ain't just here to preach. I'm going to give you some Bible. That makes you feel better, right? Just kidding. Judges chapter 7. Watch this. Watch how it speaks to what's happening today. Early in the morning, Jerubbabel, whatever, it's Gideon, all right? That is Gideon. That's what's in parentheses. And all his men camped at the spring of Herod. And the camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear, watch this, may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left. They were scared. I like the southern word, scared. S-C-U-R-E-D. Scurred. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. What's been going on with Gideon? You remember what we talked about? I know last week we had Brett. We talked about Noah. Remember Gideon? God approached, the angel approached him and said, Greetings, mighty warrior, mighty man of valor, depending on which translation you're reading. And he's like, say, what? You talking to me? From the smallest tribe. And he had some questions too. Have you seen what's going on with your people? Why are we in this mess? Why do these people keep robbing us? Because Midianites and some other groups 
were robbing them blind. They were taking livestock. They were taking food, which is why Gideon was trying to thresh wheat in a wine press. He was trying to hide some food so they could live. Angel shows up. Greetings, mighty warrior. Huh? He gets ready. Uh, he asks for a sign. Remember the sign of the cloth? Okay, this will be wet. This when We talked about how many times too many Christians are always looking for a sign. And it don't matter if God shows them that sign. They're always looking for the next one because they're too scared to go after what God's telling them to go after. That's a matter of fear. If you know it's God speaking, what are you afraid of? How do I know it's God? Well, do you spend any time with him? The only way you get to know a person is to spend some time with him. You want to get to know God? Spend some time in your word. Pray. Talk to him. Take time out of your day to have quiet time with God. You'll be surprised how much you can discern in what's going on. Those of you that aren't doing it, you're in a danger place. Dangerous, especially in this world. With the deceptions we see going forward, too many are being deceived. We knew it was going to happen. Jesus told us that many would fall away. The love of many would grow cold, Matthew 24. Go look it up. Read 24 and 25. He tells you what's going to happen. We're in verse 14, the big revival. I didn't have that up tonight, so I'm not going to go there. But 22,000 left. So here's Gideon following what God told him to do. He's got an army of 32,000 men, and 22,000 just left. And apparently, the army he's going after is a lot bigger than that. I don't see numbers in these passages, but there's a lot of them. 22,000 left. That happened last year in this world. What do you mean? We saw who was truly for God. In the church, I'm not talking about the outside world. We expect them to act that way. We saw people fall out of fear. And this is what the prophet's saying. This is, and I'm Robin Bullock. And he, it was awesome. You saw him tonight in that video. They're gone. Last year, that, we fizzled those out. There was 10,000 left. Guess where we're at now? We're going to talk about it. So the first point, if you need to take your notes, you must eliminate fear. What was the first group God sent away? Ask them who's scared and send them home. Who's afraid? Send them home. If you're afraid to fight, you're in the wrong place. Because I fight for God's army. A lot bigger than the army the devil's trying to throw at us. Even if it was just us and God, we'd be good. Creator of the universe. We saw many people fall away last year. Watch, it's going somewhere. Second Timothy, I said I was getting to the verse. 1-7, you've heard this all summer. Remember I said I was going to tie some stuff up from the summer? We're in fall now, new season. Welcome to the fall. You'll understand that more as time progresses. Wow. That's what I said when the prophets were saying, watch the fall. Woo. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We read a verse a few weeks ago. We don't have time for the little piddly stuff the world's dealing with. We're moving on to what God's got for us. 
Continuing, though. So 22,000 left because they were scared. They were afraid. Saw that last year. Let's keep reading. 7, verses 4 to 8 says, But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. What? At this point, come on, I always read out the text. What's Gideon thinking? Wait a minute, God, what? What'd you say? I've only got 10,000 out of the original 32,000, and we're going to go fight that army? I'm just trying to think out the box, all right? Text doesn't say he got scared, but watch. He says there's still too many men. Take them down to the water. Watch this. And I will thin them out Mm, for you there. If I say, this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say, this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. What's the difference? Let me give you a picture. The ones lapping like a dog, they're taking a scoop They're paying attention to their surroundings. They're licking the water out of their hands. Right? The ones he's talking about on their knees, they were just down in the water getting what they could. Weren't paying attention to anything. Now watch. We're going somewhere. Woo! Verse 6 says, 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. 300. Wow. And the Lord said, wait, 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 I missed my spot. Hold on. The Lord said to Gideon, with 300 men, oh, wait, let me jump back to verse 6. I'm sorry. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. Verse 7, the Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. What was the next 9,700 that left? We're in this one now. Pay attention. That's actually my point. The ones God sent home next, he got rid of the ones that were afraid. Now he says, send home the ones that aren't paying attention. Wow. Point number two, you must pay attention. What's God up to? I didn't ask what the news was up to. What's God up to? He's eliminating the 9,700 right now. In the church, the ones that were claiming they were Christians. Bye-bye. The remnants rising up. Now, I believe there's a lot more than 300 of us. But pay attention. If you're not paying attention, they're the next to go. God cannot fight this battle without people who are not afraid and aren't paying attention. You want to fight this fight? You want to see what God's up to? Get rid of the fear. Pay attention. The rest of you can go because we don't have time for it. Now, if you're an unbeliever and you're looking at me, that's not you because you don't know Jesus yet. 
You need to get to know him. We're going to give you the chance tonight. What's Hebrews 2.1 say? Therefore, check this out. Ned just talked about this a few weeks ago. See how I said it's going to tie some stuff up? Hebrews 2.1 says, Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift from it. Drift away from it, sorry. The 9,700 that are leaving now are the ones that have drifted away from it. They're not standing on God's promises. They're letting man tell them what to do. I feel it all over me. We got to, okay, let me keep going. Verse 9. During that night, check this out. God is, oh, man, this was exciting. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp, because I am giving to, going to give it into your hands. Verse 10 says, if you are afraid to attack, check this out, go down to the camp with your servant, Pura, Pura, however you say it, and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. Check this out. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples, so there's a lot of them, had settled in the valley, thick as locusts. Tells you there's a lot of them. They're sneaking down to the camp. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. That's how big this army was, that he was taking 300 men to defeat. Keep watching. Verse 13, Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. And his friend responded, check this out. This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. God just took their fear tactic and turned it on them. Just watch. Point number three, you've heard me say it all summer. You must have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Lord is saying. I've been telling you they're afraid. Right now, the enemy is terrified. He is terrified because God has put that terror there because he knows the downfall's coming. Welcome to the fall. What does Matthew 13 tell us? This is Jesus. Because the disciples were like, why do you talk to him in parables? Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see, And hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, 
Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Sounds like a lot of people claiming they're church people right now. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. That's a dangerous place to be. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand and with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. There's people in the church that don't think God heals anymore. There's people in the church that don't think God's still in control. They have let fear rule. And now they're not paying attention. Watch. Jesus said it. Verse 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see. Talking about the coming of the Messiah. But sounds like it could be talked about today, too. Just watch. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Those that have fallen away. I know what the context is talking about. Jesus is talking about the Messiah. They wanted to see that day. But it sure sounds a lot like what we're seeing. And we talk about many falling away. They wanted to see it, but they just couldn't for whatever reason. They wanted to hear it, but they just couldn't. Some have died and gone on because they gave up. You must have eyes to see and ears to hear. Continuing in verse 15, it says, when Gideon heard the dream. Woo! Give me a woo. Oh, oh, that was all right. But, you know, I got it. It's something new. Woo. When Gideon, because I'm a horse, that's why I said, y'all do it. All right. Gideon heard the dream. Check it out. And its interpretation. <laughs> he got his second wind. But let's talk. He bowed down and worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out. What did he say? Get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. He just needed that second wind. And when he heard how scared they really were, as big as their numbers were, now he was ready to fight. Same with the church today. Those that are paying attention, you're hearing them talk. They are scared stiff. Woo, I got to keep going. Sorry. Dividing. The 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars into the hands of all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. And when I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. The one God made them afraid of. I can think of another name that they're terrified of right now. I won't say it for censorship's sakes. 
They're afraid. That's why they keep talking trash. But just watch. Remember, he's given him a plan. Point four, you must follow the plan. Not your plan. You must follow God's plan. What do you mean? Jeremiah 29, 11. We've talked about this. Lisa talked about it, I think, when she was here. And I'm going to read through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then, check out the other part that everybody always leaves off. Then you will call on me, God talking about himself, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, verse 13, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. How do I figure out what's God, pastor? God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Too many people are putting a stipulation on that. Well, I'd seek you, God, but fill in the blank. Instead of looking at their situation and saying, but God. But God. You guys know where I'm going with that, right? My, fan, my finances right now, maybe I'm talking to you, look like they're a mess. But God can get me out. He'll give you the wisdom to do it. It's called a budget. It's a good place to start. All right, moving on. Woo, got to follow God's plan. When, when Gideon got his second wind, he was ready to go. He said, get up. God's given them into our hands. You're getting ready to see that moment. Just watch. It's coming. Judges 7, continuing 19, it says, Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. Watch what God does. You're going to see it here too. You're living in a blessed time. If you don't realize it, pay attention. You're going to see something like this happen now. But watch. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, middle of the night. Just after they had changed guard, they blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted. A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position. Watch, church. They didn't even have to fight. Watch. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. Check it out. Verse 22. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. They killed each other. We're watching this happen right now. For those of you that are paying attention, the army fled to Beth Sheeta toward Zerera as far as the border of Abel Mahola. 
near Tabith. Names aren't important. What I'm trying to get is they ran. The ones that didn't kill themselves took off running. How many men did Gideon have? 300. How many men did the enemy have? Enemies. So many we couldn't count. It said their camels alone were like the sand of the seashores. Just watch. Point five, you must be bold. When Gideon got his second wind, he was bold enough to go for it. If you're going to fight in this army, God's army, you better get some courage. You better bolden up. Because, yes, God's going to strengthen. He's going to be victorious. But guess who else is going to fight everything they can? It's not going to be an easy battle, but it's coming. God still reigns victorious. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I'd say America's in a time of need. I'd say the saints, for those of you that don't like that word, the church, the believers, need to approach the throne boldly for mercy and to find grace to help in the time of need. I got it. It looks impossible looking out there at what you're seeing going on. But guess what? But God. God's bigger than all of it. With the snap of a finger, he could just take them all out, but he's a God of love, you see. He tries to give everyone a chance to repent. Oh, there's some bad people, and if it was up to us, we'd already had them drop. That's why we're not on the throne. God is. God loves everyone. What's John tell us? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loves everybody. But you got to repent. You got to be covered in the blood or you're not going to make it. You got to have a prayer life. You got to have a Bible study time. You got to spend time with God daily or you're not going to make it. Not in this war. This is spiritual warfare. Let's finish up and then we'll quit for the night. Verse 23 said, Israelites from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manasseh were called out. And they pursued the Midianites. The remnant, the 300 that stood with Gideon, when the rest of them heard about it, they got their second wind. And they were ready to fight. They got tired of getting taken from, stolen from, bullied. That's where the church needs to get. And I know many of them are. There's still some that need to. That's why God's giving you more time. Wake up. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Barah. So all the men of Ephraim were called out, and they seized the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Barah. They surrounded them. They took them out. Watch. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb, or Zeb, however you say that. They killed Oreb on the rock of Oreb. And Zeb, or Zeb, at the winepress of Zeb. 
They pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb, their leaders, and Zeb or Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. Sounds a lot like David, doesn't it? Brett talked about it a few weeks ago. He didn't only knock the giant off his feet. He cut his head off. He wanted to make sure he wasn't coming back. Last point, point number six. Your boldness will draw others to the fight. Your boldness. You. Your boldness will draw others to fight. Even though they feel overwhelmed, when God gets in the picture, like we're seeing at all these revivals nationwide, a new second wind is established. I end with this part of our passage from our key verse, verse 13, 6, Ephesians 6. Therefore, we just talked about being bold. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Just when you feel like giving up, stand. Just when the overwhelm, you just feel so overwhelmed you can't go forward, stand. Depend on God, not what they're telling you. Those of you watching online, I want to go ahead and dismiss you. We're going to enter into a prayer time here. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I want to encourage you to go to nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that's your starting point. You want to be a part of the winning army, God's army, that's your starting point. You just simply ask. You say, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe you rose on the third day, becoming victorious over death, that I might live. I ask you to come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. From here on out, I want to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. You prayed that prayer. You meant it from the bottom of your heart. Congratulations. Welcome to God's family. Your next step, you need to find a church home. And when you get in that church home, you need to be baptized. Following in Jesus' footsteps, receive the family name. Get baptized. Let them know who you belong to. It's the public profession of faith of what's already happened inside your heart. Thank you so much for joining us. Nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. If you hit the menu button at the upper left corner, Dropbox will come down. Click on the link that says the road to new life. It can give you more details on what you just did. I encourage you to go there and do that. God bless you. I'll see you next week.